0: Hello and welcome to Marketing Retro, the podcast where Josh and Adrian talk about various marketing topics that are on our minds. Josh, what is on your mind this week?
1: So, I've been thinking a lot about frameworks. And like frameworks are everywhere, and there's great ones and there's ones that feel kind of fluffy and just like you're trying to do a framework for the sake of doing a framework type of thing. So, yeah, thinking about it from uh, our own perspective uh, for Referral Rock's own, you know, marketing and, and, and whatnot. And in addition to just like thinking about the memorable ones that are out there and what what ones work, which ones are fluffy, which ones actually like, do you send every friend to because you're like, oh, once this hit for me, this like this, the stars really aligned. So.
0: Interesting. So what is it about, like, which frameworks are you thinking about? What is your overall opinion about frameworks in general? We'll start there. Like,
1: yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, I think, uh, like me as a, uh, like, practical tactician or strategist type of person, I love a good framework. I love Mm -hmm. to, like, get my brain in it and actually see if it kind of passes the mustard, right? Like it's usually for me, it's based off of ideas I have floating out there or beliefs or insights or just opinions and kind of wraps it in a nice package and bow. So I can, when, when we're talking about something, I can speak specifically like, and I, I, for me, it kind of also transcends, like it could just be concepts that we agree on. Right. So Mm -hmm. for example, product market fit is probably one that, we often talk about or jobs to be done right like those are frameworks or those are at least directional in thinking that get people relatively on the same page and we could probably say there's a lot of there's still fuzziness around that there's like how someone interprets it versus another but for Mm -hmm. the most part like a general public you know can can get their head around like some concepts
0: So a framework is, to kind of add a really clear definition, a framework is a system that clarifies thinking and kind of simplifies a process. That maybe something that's vague or large or complex, it gives you um, parameters to work within. Is that how you would define it?
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. What are some of your favorite frameworks?
1: Um, so mentioned a couple there that like, for me and my own thinking, um, and, you know, also, you know, things like thinking about crossing the chasm, right? Like mm-hmm. those types of ones where it just things that everyone believed or we're talking about and and how did it really hone in and gives you a visual. And I think that's probably a powerful piece of like a framework is not, it's, it's not required, but gives you a a visual on how, how something, you know, works in a certain context. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there's other ones. And so when I am thinking about it from a marketing standpoint, you can think about ones like, you know, HubSpot has now this like flywheel, right? So if we are thinking about it from a marketing perspective, like what, if the, if the, if the goal of a framework is to do marketing, which is kind of where we started at the top of this episode, you know, that, that is one. And I don't know if that was ever, I can't recall it all the time. Um, For me, like the the HubSpot one is well known, but I don't Mm -hmm. don't know if maybe that it wasn't their intention of a person like me that wants to get in the weeds and actually put things into a process and a category as you described a good framework.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So I think... There are a few frameworks around that I'm aware of around specifically content marketing like hubspot's mm-hmm. flywheel um mm-hmm. there's the skyscraper technique, which is would be yes. a framework um mm-hmm. what else there now adopting jobs to be done in marketing has kind of leached it into even content marketing topics, your jobs becoming topics for your blog posts and um things like that um my here's my thinking about frameworks in marketing or in any aspect. I think that often people assign themselves a framework mm. and they dedicate themselves to a framework and that framework in their minds. And this has been true for me in the past. Um, is going to work in any situation, right? Like you can walk in, here's this framework. It's amazing. Um, and you go through the process of it. You try to, formulate the ideas and keep the boundaries. Um, and it doesn't quite work in every okay. situation. So mm-hmm. I think frameworks are really powerful if you know which framework to use when.
1: So the context, and, right? Like get the, the context. context has to be right.
0: Yeah. You have to understand like what is the true problem that's being try- trying to be solved. And then like what, what are the issues around that? And then what are the tools? Let, let the framework be a tool in your toolbox, not mm-hmm. the whole tool chest. And there have been times in my uh, past where I've held on very tightly to one or two frameworks and be like, this is it. This is the cream of the crop. This is the best thing ever. Um, and then for, come to find out it just didn't do the best. It didn't have the outcomes I was really hoping for. Um, and it's because it probably wasn't the best framework for what was going on for the context.
1: I like that. So like, would you say that a a traits of a, of a great framework include the context or make sure you are narrowed in thinking of how to apply said framework?
0: Yeah. And then even of the practitioner of the framework, Mm -hmm. who's using it. Okay. And then don't be afraid to be, because a framework does give you boundaries Sometimes you're afraid to go outside of the boundaries of the framework, right? Like it's like, but this right. is what the framework says to do. These are the rules. We're going to go one, two, three, four, and here's where it is. Um, and i found sometimes like, I have to go one, two, three, A, B, C, and then like come back to a four. I have to kind of stretch the framework a bit in order to really make it work for my needs. Um, part of what I'm doing right now with a lot of clients is understanding like what is going on with them and then trying to figure out which framework's going to help. Which framework is mm, going to mm-hmm. be the best option? Um, right. Because a lot of people, Tom Critchell actually had an idea where he he wrote a blog post saying, you know, I don't think frameworks work. I don't think you can come into a client situation with frameworks in hand saying, here's how a it's- one size
1: fits all. Like- right.
0: It's not a one size fits all. Here's what's going to set you free. Here's what's going to solve your problem. No, identify the problem, then back work and find the framework that's going to work. So in marketing's case, the flywheel framework, well, what is the purpose of that flywheel? It's to create a very consistent uh, machine of content marketing where mm-hmm. each piece is connected and aligned with the next piece, right? Like we're just staying very succinct on topics. That's the purpose of that framework. If that's not what your content marketing program needs at the time, then that framework's not going to be the best suit for your needs.
1: No, I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and that's probably where, and maybe the HubSpot one is, as an example of that flywheel and whatnot, you know, maybe that was never there. Maybe there, you know, you could see it applied to content marketing. You could see, I think a couple of years ago when they introduced that, they were trying to do more things on the like services side, like mm-hmm. customer service and I think their service hub. So they're trying to, I think, tie all their things together. Like we have marketing stuff, we have sales stuff, and now we have service stuff. And see how these all work in concert as an all-in-one. And it's less about a tactical approach and more of just a conceptual, here's how all these things work together as one. And when yeah. they're working together, you know, you have more alignment and more energy and more, you know, just just less 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 talking between different systems, which kind of, you know, is that a framework? Someone goes, I'm gonna apply the HubSpot framework here. Probably not. So maybe this as a marketing tool, that was more of a, let's explain a concept goal versus let's work through the details of like a jobs to be done. Or as I mentioned in, I think a past episode, we just, we, we rewent through a uh, like April Dunford's uh, positioning. Mm -hmm. So I went through it in granular detail. We did a whole positioning exercise, probably another topic for a different episode but totally. that's a good framework that I yes. felt like was was really detailed and tried and true and also like um very specific right she knows exactly who this is supposed to be for and what it's supposed to do and what the output essentially like looks like it's very clear so you're not going to go hey i'm going to go into uh, a content marketing call and necessarily be like i need to apply the positioning framework to everything. No, but it could have some pieces or that might be, like you said, one in your tool chest someone might bring up. It's like, oh, it looks like you have a positioning problem. Maybe we'll deploy this or you should talk to a consultant before we get started on content so I make sure the positioning is right because otherwise if we're not talking the right way in our content, it's never going to resonate, right? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And the the struggle with that would be is someone who has been hired to perhaps create the content strategy or even lower just execute on the content um, flywheel would not necessarily be aware of an overall positioning misalignment right like Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be privy to all of what's going on inside the company they wouldn't know what's going on product or sales and the marketing CMO like it it kind of would require um, somebody else coming in and saying okay wait are we really aligned? What what frame are we using the right frameworks in the right place? Um, right. But what do you think makes a good framework or a good methodology?
1: Uh, I mean, the ones that I guess we would, that I would want to use. So, right, I think it is, like you said, it's, we've already mentioned it has context. So, mm-hmm. it includes context. It's a very clear, not one size fits all. It's very clear. To understand the situation, you should be using this framework. So I think that's important. Another one, I think we kind of danced on this before, but I feel like it's, it glues together concepts that we already believe, right? But puts them mm. together in a more succinct way, right? Yeah. So it's like you and I could be talking about, oh, there's this one content strategy I did for this, and this another one I did for this, and another one I did for that. But, and it, you know, we might be, talking about the same thing, like you mentioned, um, the skyscraper, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and then there's also, I think people will also in in content marketing, there's like the hub and spoke, which is kind of similar. Right. So like some people interchange these ones, but it could be like, well, which one are we talking about? Oh, well there's a nuanced difference between, you know, a skyscraper technique and, and the hub and spoke, uh, models or, or pillar, right. Pillar articles. Like, are these, these are all these different, um, slightly nuanced, but like, maybe they just have different objectives. But if someone put these into, you know, someone's like, all right, I'm sick of everyone confusing skyscraper and pillar and hub and spoke. And let's the one I want to, you know, I want to get on the Hill and talk about from a content marketing perspective is X. And these are why these, these are how these three fit in. And let's just make a clarifying framework on (laughs) which content you should be using for what and when, right? Like back to your, back to your context. So I think pulling those things together is a, usually there's probably confusion in, in an area that needs to be clarified. So I think, and having those beliefs and you're probably not going to convince anyone to do those things. It's sort of like the awareness funnel again, more funnels, (laughs) but, but like if someone is solution aware or has tactics or all these other things, it's like, okay, a good framework kind of puts those things together, uh, into, like we said, um, Kind of smaller categories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about taking some context and some things that we're already familiar with and adding it to something else. That's exactly what I did uh, with jobs to be done and creating buyer personas. So, like, product marketing was really familiar with jobs. That was something that was Mm -hmm. um, very within product, uh, but marketing hadn't yet been aware of what they weren't using it. They weren't adapt. They hadn't adapted the framework. And I remember reading through um, intercoms stuff that they did when they were talking about buyer personas are awful. We did the jobs to be done method. And it was so great. And, you know, they were really all about it for their audience segmentation. And I thought, well, why not both? So why not have a persona that gives us demographic information, gives us like, you know, the very top level stuff while also telling us that jobs to be done. Like, why can't we take both and blend them together? Um, and I think that, that number one, it was easier to kind of talk to marketing people about jobs to be done in that way uh, because they were familiar with the buyer persona. So they kind of had an idea about, okay, we're grouping people together. We're creating these customer segments. Oh, we're just doing it a different way. Now what is this jobs thing you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Like our, a lot of times I spend some, a lot of time uh, really clarifying, no, I'm not talking about their job title. I'm talking about like what it is they do, why they mm-hmm. hire the product. Um, right. But yeah, I think that does help to make a framework become easier, more easy adapted and mm-hmm. understood really.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's like sort of piggybacking off of just existing conceptuals off of other frameworks or other pieces that, and you're like, and it's you know you hear this in startups too right which is like describing a company it's like this but for that and that Mm -hmm. kind of piggybacks as well right like you take an existing concept that people know and well and understand or at least that has a lot of material to back it up so if someone did say well i don't know what's this jobs to be done thing you can find reference articles you can find examples that put it very succinctly for people like i love the hammer and hole and, like, hang a picture example that is classic, I think, in the jobs to be done, like, of explaining. And it's easy. That makes it really easy to explain to somebody. And then it's like, oh, it's not just about the thing. It's about what someone, what is the job. And it's literally in the name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Let's see. What about, we've talked really about getting specific with the context of a framework. Mm -hmm. But how do we know like when we're using it, like who it's for the outcomes of it? Are there ways that maybe you found that that works out really well? Like what the outputs of the framework.
1: Yeah. The outputs are challenging, I think. Cause it's that that's where actually it was one of the ones I had more of a challenge recently with the, the positioning exercise for like April's stuff, which was like, they, she had a canvas and you kind of are putting a lot of inputs in a lot of your inputs and things you end up on there. But the point is this one is challenging because it's the point is not to get yourself locked into terms. It's not Mm -hmm. copywriting. It's not even messaging. It's not all these other things. It's, it's, it's going to help you directionally think. So it's sort of like, well, what is it? And it's like, people are like, well, I don't like this word. And it's like, well, let's not get tied up in the words. Let's try to get the concept. So that's a, you know, some, some frameworks are very output driven, which is like a Mad Lib style. Oh, you fill in these questions and that type of thing. And those are helpful. And every human loves those. Like humans want frameworks because it helps them to send, you know, uh, Point between, you know, one section or another. It's like clear dividing lines, like, and I want the clear output. I want the sentence that is going to, you know, clearly define what we are and who we do. You know, no, sorry, what <laughs> and, and who we do it for, that type yeah. of stuff. So I, the outputs are, I think, helpful, but not in every context, kind of like you keep mentioning context. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how, how do you think about outputs?
0: Yeah, I think uh, almost going back to what, like you were saying, in that kind of framework, people or in that aspect of, like, really wanting to get clear on the outputs and wanting the outputs to be um, repeated, right? Like, they want to make sure that they're going to get the same output every single time. It almost then becomes a template. It's, like, not mm-hmm. a framework anymore. It's mm. a fill-in-the-blank exercise, like you said, with, you know – the positioning type stuff you can say we do the blank for these people at this like there are those fill in the blanks templates Ah. and you know it it becomes where is your framework too restrictive to where really what it's doing is not allowing um for nuance for context for people to get in there and um think through their own issues or Mm -hmm. you know is, is it too restrictive is it actually a template Is it actually an exercise? Maybe, maybe it's not even a full framework. Because I feel like a framework is something that can be taken and used across multiple different areas and in multiple different ways. Um, As long as everybody kind of understands, like, this is how we can use it. This is what we're trying to look for. I think understanding and getting clear on what you need the output to be before you start is what's going to be really helpful for any kind of framework. Like, we need to really clearly identify who we serve, why we serve them, and how we serve them. Okay, right. now let's go through April Dunford's positioning framework or, mm-hmm. like, whatever the case may be. Let's go through jobs to be done and get clear on this. Um, yeah, outputs are... Challenging. you you because you understand the inputs right they're telling you what to put in like you know what pieces of information to plug in and what to really be looking at um but it's when a lot of people I've talked to go through these frameworks and like well it didn't work for me we didn't get mm-hmm. anything out of it i didn't nothing changed and I often wonder you know did you understand the the true nature of the framework are you ready is your context is your business ready for whatever it is you're using maybe you're using something that's more mature than what you are right now. Like if you want to put in HubSpot's flywheel method, you have to have a lot of content.
1: You have Mm -hmm. to have a
0: machine going. And I would have startups come to me at stage zero, not a single blog post written talking about HubSpot's flywheel method. And I'm like, no, I get it. That's great. But we're going to need to create like Twelve pieces a month, or twenty pieces a month, and one white paper a month, and you know, like it's a massive amount of content to get that flywheel going. Which HubSpot had at the time. By the time they come right. up with the flywheel method, they've been in business for maybe ten years. I mean, because the flywheel method is only six or seven years old, um, maybe eight. It's not extremely old, and so <laughs> it was. It was an iteration of what they had already done. It was a different right. framework from what they started off with. So. Does it work? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's going to work if you can put this flywheel method together. Um, you know, work through this framework in your own with your own content. You're probably going to see results and success. But if you have zero blog pieces, you're not ready for the full flywheel method yet. You need to start back at like stage one and you know work on your standard SEO. I don't. know. Maybe that's the sky make scraper. Maybe that's the pillar. But find the right. one that kind of fits where you are. And I think that's kind of one of those the input versus output, really be familiar with where you're at in business. And does the framework, once again, Does is the framework going to be the thing you need? Is it going to answer your question?
1: Right, right. So this kind of goes back to the top of, you know, my initial question and in thinking around this is like, what companies should develop these types of frameworks? And are they even trusted, right? So like, you know, what do you what goes into what are the inputs of like, if this, you want the six, you want the framework to succeed and, you know, you have to have insights, you have to have context, you have to have, um, I would, I would say kind of some authority in this. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, to be, to be known for this thing. And, and also, you know, one of these things is it also has to feel like you're not selling people on things like April Dunford's one is like, it's a book, but you hear her talking about it. And yeah. I think a lot of people sort of adopt her process which is fine. And she does consulting, but that's fine. But she's essentially been like, I did consulting and now I'm putting it out in a book so that anyone who can't afford my services can go ahead and do it themselves. Right. So like, that's yeah. kind of a nice impetus uh, of it. And that's why I think it works so well because you bought the book and, you know, so you spent 10, 20 bucks on the book. Like that's not, you're not, you're sh- but by telling people about her service, you're not also being like, Oh, but you have to sign up for their, their, their type of thing and even with Hubspots one right like they had agencies they have other people that may not even be HubSpot customers but they knew about them but it it was what I would call like not really brand attached per se so that mm. that's probably an important and another important piece of it as well.
0: I think what you're bringing up is really creating frameworks as marketing like mm-hmm. when you create the framework to do your marketing for you like you've created such a process and such a name brand, that it now it's spread in such a you're, way. It's you're done branding marketing. it. <laughs> you're branding it, right? Like, if you think about inbound, even mm-hmm. the word inbound marketing did not exist before HubSpot. Like, HubSpot right. pulled that out of Pointing thin the air. They right. made yeah. it up. And now we talk about inbound marketing all the time, and people know what it is. Like, everybody. If you're in marketing, you know what inbound marketing is. It's not some arbitrary confusing term that we need to like, okay, hold on, let's all get clear. What does this mean? There are still terms like that where we're like, now what do you mean when you say that? What what lead gen? What do you mean? Demand gen? What is that really? Right. When you say that, what do you mean? Um and so, and that's a lot what April did too with her positioning. She was doing really well with her consulting clients and the book what, like you said, it was a way for her to help people who couldn't afford her services because she's not cheap. So it was like, here, she's getting all of these leads, all of these inbound, uh, you know, client requests and a lot of them could not afford her services. So she thought, right. here, I'll put a book together. Now she's got a course coming together and she has cohorts and she's writing another book. So she's really, um, she's doing amazing things for sure. And it's, it's obviously really smart and really impactful, but it is a marketing exercise for her. Like now Mm -hmm. she has a book. As soon as she had a book, she told me she started being able to book really large speaking gigs. So the Mm -hmm. book got her on stages and stages get her more clients. And so it really has has a flywheel. She has her own flywheel. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I think that is probably what HubSpot did too. They were like, Hey, let's look at a different a new method, you know, a new kind of way of do content marketing, but they created the framework from their own ex- in experimentation. Like sure. they saw this is working for us. This is what we're doing. Let's talk about it and share it. And that's honestly, that's the smartest thing you can do is as a consultant, as a company, if you're, you've got lots of data, you've got lots of information, you're seeing stuff that's working. Yeah. Wrap that up in something cohesive and, uh, you know, in a framework methodology that you can share with people, why not? That's kind of that, that that'll take us back to the thought leadership. Right. But I think that's true mm-hmm. thought leadership and not quote unquote, what everybody wants to roll their eyes at thought leadership. Like if you've really got good solid data, let that be your marketing.
1: Right. Right. Okay. So let me summarize this for a bit yeah. and see if you agree. So, you know, I, so we started at the top of this about like, can frameworks be used for marketing? And I think yes, but (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that has to go into it. So it has to have a succinct context. Like when are you using it? How are you applying it? Um, I think we talked about it has to come from insights and you just mentioned data. So like your own experience, so you can be an authority figure on this type of thing. Yes, Um, It's probably helpful to piggyback off of other concepts because even in you know, and I brought up a couple examples, but April's book mentions the classic, like, you know, positioning the battle for your mind book. And yeah. there, what we were arguing about even before, like a Mad Lib style template fill in the blanks, which is not a framework. And we're saying, so it is not a template. So all the things that it is, and it needs, it is not a template. It is not a fill in the blank uh, type of thing. Um, and then we also said, I, I mentioned, it transcends a brand. So it's beyond just the brand and doesn't feel like salesy into their own type of thing. And the last thing I would add that seems to like tie all this up is it's probably should be done much later than you think. If you're trying to use this as a way, it's really almost to back up what you've done and kind of put that out in the world versus necessarily talking about the stuff that you are going to do, or you're thinking people should be doing and this is how they should be thinking about it. And that's probably the balance between good thought leadership and not good thought leadership as well. Yeah,
0: and on the other side of, it should be done further along than you think, even in your own process, in your own company, mm-hmm. with your own marketing, um, try to do it on your own. Try to create a mm-hmm. content strategy. Try to create your own positioning. Try to do the thing that you're trying to do. Um, and then realize, okay, we're getting kind of, it's not clear yet, we're getting stuck. Then go to someone else's framework. And say, right. okay, here, here's where we. Oh, we, we forgot this step, or oh, we didn't clarify that well enough. Now you've got your solid information as well as the help from the expert who's been there a hundred times over.
1: Right, right. So I will add one last thing before we go. Um, but sounds to me, it's like most people probably shouldn't create a framework <laughs> yet. Um, but you know, I know we dogged on templates and Mad Libs a bit, but that's probably something they can do today. That is like, you know, something that if they did want to have some sort of asset or some sort of marketing piece that is worth trying to at least get people going in the right direction, maybe what you can do is something more directive, like a fill in the blank templates or templates are helpful to directionally help people versus trying to create a whole framework. I would think it's something that, you know, templates and and, and Mad Libs, and I would even say I've seen also examples where someone just says, Here's the five laws of X, and they're mm-hmm. sort of interesting, and it doesn't have you just overthinking in frameworks, but just like, oh yeah, law one, law, two, law, three, or four, yeah, I believe those like cool, hey, such and such is known for these five laws that I think make a lot of sense and help you directionally think, but don't necessarily like try to be the be all end all for you know coming up with uh what you should be doing next,
0: yeah. I can see that. So. I can also see where, at least with the consultant mindset, is you have your own way, your own process, your own way of like helping clients. And if you can clarify that into a quote unquote framework and talk about your service in a framework, like I have one, and that makes it, that makes it easier to kind of say, here's how I'm going to get you what you're looking for. Here's how your results are going to work out. Part of my framework is I understanding context and frameworks right like so it, it's a little that's kind of why i say i'm i am been thinking about this topic a lot is in developing my own do i don't want it to be so rigid as step one step two step three this is right. exactly what you have to do i want it to be open to where it's like okay step one is actually what's going on gather context what's the problem um so yeah i can see where. Um, waiting a while to develop a framework can be valuable, but also where it's helpful for clarifying your own thoughts and your own ideas for sure.
1: Yep. 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 And conveying them to customers. So yeah. Cool. All right. Hope that conversation on that helped clarify some things, or at least I think it has a, a couple gems in there for us as we talked on various points and kind of pulled it all together. So
0: absolutely. Thanks for hanging it up, Josh. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Talk to you later.
0: Have a good day.